All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 26 of the 1023 Diesel Shop Talk podcast. Um, we're a little late, and I have to apologize for that. We had some uh, repetitive technical problems. So originally, we've got, we've got uh, Mario G with us again, and originally it was going to be uh, a video call, and we were going to chat together that way. But I had some, some issues, and then some more issues, and some more on my end. So that didn't end up happening. But we'll just end up doing it this way, and I think it's still going to be good regardless. So, Mario, you are in the Keys right now, right? Yep, yep, I sure am. It was uh, kind of a last-minute thing. A friend of mine had already rented a place down here, and uh, and he was getting ready to come down a couple days later and said, uh, Hey, um, I rented the place and just wanted certain amenities and didn't even think about it. It's got extra bedrooms. You can come down if you want. So, um, I'm a little jealous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be too. Um, didn't expect it to happen, but, uh, um, super, super nice up here. And it's actually, um, all my guys are complaining back at the shop because it's, snowed a couple of times this week while i was down here so <laughs> <Good> timing <laughs> yeah they're not super happy with me but uh um pretty happy to be able to get away just for a minute uh still kind of working from uh from here um uh, most people don't even know that i'm down here yeah but uh kind of keeping it together best we can with uh with me being away for a, a whole week um well you haven't you like never take a break anyway i mean you're pretty much working like what seven days a week 12 yeah I, I really don't think yeah i really don't take too much of a break um you know there was a couple of couple of weekend things that i got away for a couple of bachelor parties a couple of weddings um over the summer but uh even when i did that even when i was up there uh i was i was still answering phone calls and uh on messenger and still posting on online and on facebook and all that so Yep. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much available in, unless I'm sleeping. Uh, that, that's about the only time that you can't get a hold of me yeah. um, is if I'm sleeping. If I'm awake um, and, and able to, I will, I will talk. And um, I, don't, I don't see that changing any time. I like it. Uh, I like what we're talking about, so... So why not? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, before my wife and I had kids, um, we used to go down to Florida quite a bit, a couple times a year. And since we've had kids, I, I don't think we've gone back once, but I miss it like crazy. But I, where, unlike uh, you, what's that? Where would you go in Florida? Uh, everywhere. We went everywhere. Yeah. We kind of jumping around. Yeah. You know, one time it was um, her and her family. Actually, the time I, I went down, I proposed to her while we were there, kind of surprised her down there. And um, her family was doing just like a Florida road trip, so they were traveling all over the state. And then we kind of fell in love with it at that point, and then together just went down. And um, mostly, I, I guess we were kind of all over the place. Um, not, we didn't spend a lot of time in the Keys. We only went once. Uh, but we did spend quite a bit of time, um, outside of Tampa. Um, what is that? I don't remember what the, the name of the beach is. And then, um, we spent some time on the East side, like down below Port Canaveral too, but the keys were pretty, it, it's definitely beautiful down there and so yeah, warm. Yeah. Super. yeah and, and it's, uh, really, really stable temperature down here. Um, mm-hmm. for the most part, it was between, um, 75 and 82, like the whole time. Yep. Yeah. It's just perfect. It's perfect for enjoying. So, yeah, uh, a lot of, a lot of wildlife, a lot of, um, a lot of different stuff down here. You're just driving and there's iguanas on the side of the road, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, little, little iguanas running around and, um, really big fish all over the place just just cool even up by the beach um, or you guys going out um, fishing on a boat um no just up by the beach we didn't go on any boats at all um we saw 
some, uh, oh boy, we saw a lot of things. We saw a manatee right out the back on a canal of the place we're staying. Um, <laughs> saw a lot of jellyfish. Um, yeah, just all, all sorts of cool stuff. That's awesome. I've, I've only seen one manatee, but those things are, they're so cool. They're like one of the neatest water creatures, I think. Yeah, yeah, super weird, super different. And one, I guess, I don't know if it's an alligator or crocodile, I don't know what the difference is, but we saw one that was like, that thing was massive. It was like the size of a like a Volkswagen bug. It's crazy. Nice. I haven't seen one in the wild yet. One of the times we went down, we went to, um, went on like an airboat ride in Everglades where they just like go take oh. you to see alligators. And that was really yeah. cool. Um, that was really cool because you go out to like their uh, babies everywhere and, you know, big mamas. You walk around on like this old boardwalk and there's alligators all over the place. It was pretty cool. Nice. But we're not here to talk about Florida. We're here to talk about, about seven threes. So I've been told, I've been told that I don't talk enough about big builds. And so we're going to cover that today. Mostly, I cover small stuff because that's most practical for most people. And I kind of like I mentioned in the last podcast too. I feel like it's not talked about a lot the like the consequences of going too big, and it can you know end up being a pretty bad choice for some people. But for some people, it's not. And a lot of people do want to make some you know fun horsepower with these things. So uh, so you're here to to flip the coin and show us the other side. So really what I yeah. want to, I want to dig into it. I want to dig into maybe like uh the choice for a couple power levels like when you should make the choice to go for like like what does it mean? What does it mean to go for, you know, 5 500 to 550 horsepower or 600 to 650 horsepower and then what does it take to get there? Um and I'm sure we'll both have similar ideas, but I'm sure we'll also have different perspectives too. So I would think so. Yeah, we're we're usually pretty close on it, but couple things we like to do a little different yeah so so if you've got a guy that comes to you he's got a you know let's say he's got a 2000 you know four-door long bed he's got 33s on it the thing is gorgeous and he's ready to make 500 horsepower he wants to tow with it uh not a lot but sometimes he wants to hook up to a trailer he wants it to run you know clean would be pretty smooth but he wants to wants to play with his buddies and you know maybe be to a cummins here and there duramax what does that build look like for you? So, you know, kind of depending on exactly where he's at and, you know, how, how heavy he's going to tow. I, I guess off the top of my head, just hearing that, I would probably go for, um, I, I would I would like to go for something like 250, 200 with a 467.7 uh, with a 110 housing. I'd really like to see dual H-pops on it. A lot of people don't like springs for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like them a lot. I really like the way they make the truck run. Um, most people would, would rather just do a single, uh, just, just cost-wise, single H-pop. But uh, that, that dual H-pop really, really wakes it up, really makes it a nice driver really brings that high pressure oil up nice and quick and, and holds it there strong. You can, you can really max it out. Um, that, that's what I like. I like, uh, I really like the way 200 run, um, a nice couple of nice transmissions out there. You know, you go Sam Weiss, go BTF, either one of those are gold. Um, you're going to be waiting a little bit for it either way, mm-hmm. uh, which, has definitely become an issue with uh, with a lot of the builds lately. Is waiting on on the transmission. Um, yep. So why why two hundred percent instead of hundred percent? If your goal is around five five fifty, I I just like I just like the way they run. I like how how hard that power comes on. I, I feel like if somebody's really looking for for that power level and they really want to hurt some feelings. That uh, that that's the way to go. It, it spools that 468 up real hard. Just just feels good. Now, if they don't want to go dual H pops and they're not, you know, they're not trying to push it as hard, then 
and 250, 100 will, will surely get it done with a single H pop mm-hmm. and, and still break that 500 horsepower level without an issue. Uh, no problem doing that at all. It's just, uh, those 200% nozzles are, are just nasty with a 468. Yeah. So one of the, one of the, one of the dividing lines that I've always put in place is up to around 500, a 100% nozzle in like an S366 makes a lot of sense. Yep. And then, you know, and you can, you know, get over that. You know, sometimes you'll see 500 to, you know, 525, maybe 550, but, it, you know, just depends on the truck and the dyno. Sure. But if you really want to get past that, I've always kind of thought, you know, if you're, if you're actually going to do that build, you're going to spend the extra money on a 467 and you're going to spend the money on dual H pops. Um, like you might as well just go for like a 300, 200. I mean, I don't, uh, I know it's going to cost a little bit more, but really in the grand scheme, if you're going to spend what, 12, $15,000 anyway, what's another 800. And then, then you can shoot for, you know, 600, you know, 650 with that same setup. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but the only issue with that is, is a lot of people don't want to, don't really want to do anything with the rods and, uh, and, and a built bottom end, no girdle, nothing down there. And, and that power level starts getting into, into explosion time. Yeah. Yeah. I think explosion time, like when I'm making recommendations, I'm like, explosion time is like 500. And if you want to go past that, you might as well just play because it's going to blow up anyway. <laughs> At least it's not yeah. going to be my responsibility if you decide to blow it up. That's your that's your choice. Right. So I I don't know I I hate seeing things like that so much and it just gets kind of sketchy. Um, and I just think of everything more conservative, which is why we're talking to you. I don't I don't like big builds because um, things yeah. always break, and then I have to fix and, them. And we've and we've been doing a ton a ton of. Uh, two hundred five eighties with a C four kit and an F three sixty four and a half, and that's mm. that's a good that's a good place to be, and it's nice and safe. Yeah. Um, but safe isn't sexy, you know. Uh, right, <laughs> well, riding not. that fine line, yeah, riding that fine line of uh, of are you going to split your block in half? Is uh, that that's the fun stuff? I don't know, man. I, see, this is this is the personal preference part. Um, I just yeah. oh, personally yeah. really hate my truck being broken. And so I think that probably influences my opinion way, way, way too much. <laughs> I just feel, I feel for Absolutely. everybody else pushing that line. Cause I've pushed that line so many times. I'm just tired of it. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, you know, I push that with everything yep. and, uh, and I, I break all my toys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Um, and that's, that's where, um, you know, a built engine comes in. Uh, a lot of people will, they'll, they'll put this setup together, you know, they'll, they'll make 550, 575, 600, 650, and it'll last for a little bit. And, and then it, it takes the engine out. And then some, some of them will grab another engine, another used engine and throw it in and do it again and again. And, Sometimes they get they get tired of it, and it's time for a built engine. And then, then they realize that you can bring that fuel in a lot harder when you've got some rods and a girdle in there. Yeah, and uh, and then it really starts getting fun. There's there's definitely a big difference in in the way that the power can come on when your engine can handle it. You can you can bring that in a lot lot lower RPM, and and she'll hit a lot harder and. Then, then that truck means it's it's one thing to make you know 600 horsepower with stock rods and you know pulling pulling some power out to keep it together, and then when you've got a built engine and you can just really really give it everything and not worry about it, and uh, then that truck's real real mean, really a lot more fun to drive. Yeah, and even outside of being more fun to drive because it makes more power um, and it can be you know more aggressive. Like it's a lot more fun when you can count on the fact it's probably going to keep running when you're done too. <laughs> like, Absolutely, uh, that Absolutely. is a confidence booster for sure. 
absolutely. And then you're going to, you're going to do it more often. And, uh, you know, when, when you're, when you're worried about getting to work the next day, you know, a lot of the time you'll back out of what you're doing. You might not race that other truck. You might, uh, mm. you might not do some donuts and stuff like that. But when, uh, when you're built, you know, you can go out there and abuse that truck and you can still get to work the next day. That's, that's, that's where it's at. Yeah. It's a blast. I, the more, the more we talk about, you know, bigger builds, I start to miss, uh, I miss having a truck that's actually fun to drive. Yeah. So, so, so five, five fifty to 600 where you're at 252, 250, 200s, ideally dual H pops. Um, what do you, what do you like for H pops? Do you just try to get full force duels as if you can, and then a gen three, if not, yeah, or do you use T 500s. What do you guys use? Yeah, right. Right now, full force duels is is the go to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the Gen threes were at a nice price point, and they just seem to be real problematic lately. Yeah. Um, well, they they kind know, of always have been. Yeah, and it's it, they just seem a lot of them seem to be failing. Yeah, and and that that seems to be it. Um, so right now the 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 best choice is, is the full force duels. Yeah. Well, and being able to regulate, you know, two having dual H pops that are ideally the same um, and stock, and then having two IPRs to control them, it's a way mm-hmm. better experience than it is on uh, either like one big single H pop or with uh, a Gen three. Like it's it's really hard to beat that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to regulate those dual IPRs. Are going to regulate so much quicker um you know uh like a gen three you get on the throttle real hard and then you just let out and and that single ipr just can't keep up mm-hmm. and uh and w- with the dual iprs when you're driving when you're driving a truck with the the full force duels with the dual iprs you can't you, if you're on a lower tune and you're just driving that thing around you have no idea it's doing that super smooth, no, no issues. It just, just works. Yeah. They're so easy to tune to. They're so easy to just make mellow and enjoyable. Yep. Yeah. No weird idle, nothing like that. Yep. Um, head studs, valve springs, push rods. Uh, where, where do you draw the limit or where do you draw the line on that? Is that at two Oh five eighties? Yeah. So basically, uh, the, the tool five eighties really seem to be that sweet spot where you can, you can get away with a, a really a stock long block and, and really not have to do anything else to it. It's not a bad idea to, mm-hmm. to do some of those things. It's, it's never a bad idea to throw head studs in with two Oh five eighties, never a bad idea to do push rods, never a, a bad idea to do V high valve springs. But you don't um, have to. But you don't have to, yeah. for the most part. Some, somebody's going to have an issue with it. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But that's really that spot where, where you can get away without doing it. Um, you know, you get the people that are like, well, I just, I want it to be super reliable. I want to be sure about it. And then you can do those things. But you, you don't absolutely have to. Yeah. Um, almost everybody's going to be fine at that level. And then... I mean, it's not that much bigger of, of an injector, you know, going from a 20580 to a 25100. But I'll, I'll tell you what, it, it really, uh, really seems to need those things at that point. Oh, yeah. 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 People should not be like me and stick 300 300s in without head studs or anything. That's a, it doesn't work out. Yeah. That's, that's definitely asking for it. Definitely asking for it. Yeah. And, uh, and you can't be too mad to, to be able to get away with that with 20580s and yeah. and be able to push, you know, 475 rural horsepower, be able to tow really well and, and just have a real nice usable truck, real good usable 475 rural horsepower. I mean, that's, that's, that's an all-around nice setup, and mm-hmm. most people are really happy with that. But yeah. lately... Lately, most people aren't happy with that. Lately, everybody wants wants more. Yep. Um, and and they're actually making more. They're they're actually going through with it. Where 
a couple years ago, people would say, I want to make 600 horsepower. And you tell them what it would cost. And they said, well, what can I do for 10 grand? And, and it, it, it changes everything. Um, yeah. and, and they go with a lot smaller of a setup. And now, um, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, they've already been running something else for a while. They've already been running a smaller setup. They've had their truck for a while. They've done some, some injectors, some fuel systems, some things like that. And, and now they want to go bigger. And, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a ton of people go bigger lately. Yeah, I think everybody everybody wants to go big. Pretty much goes to you, and all the guys that want to go small go to us. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, it works out. It's uh, works out for everybody. So let's break past. Let's break past five fifty. Uh, actually, we'll probably cover like you mentioned transmissions. Um, I know you know we. We pretty much are in agreement. Sam Wise is a great choice. BTS is a great choice. Um, Warren Diesel, we've used quite a lot of theirs. They're a great choice. Um, if you're in Alaska, you can have Robert build one with us. Yep. Um, if you're, uh, we've used quite a few diesel site transmissions too. Like not on big builds, but we've done them on you know 450, you know 500 horsepower builds. Quite a lot of them. I've been really happy with them too. Have you ever have you ever dealt with a twisted diesel? You know, I haven't. Um, for a while, you'd hear their name a bit, and then mm-hmm. I I haven't really heard of them too much lately. Not a lot of people have been using them, um, or at least they're they're doing it in quietly. Mm-hmm. They uh, they've never had a horrible name, so yeah, yeah. I don't have any experience with them either. I, I've seen the name thrown out there you know, several times. And I, I know at one point, at least they seem to be kind of popular with four hours and I didn't know much about them. Yeah. But it's, it's good to stay with a safe bed anyway. Um, I mean, it's other than the wait time, you know, it's BTS or Samwise. It's, yep. You just yeah, can't go uh, wrong. Like that's, that's yeah, the good you, thing. Yeah. You're, you're golden with either one of them, no matter what, even if there is an issue with, which very rarely there is, mm-hmm. they, stand behind their product and and that goes a long way plus you know both sam and brian are both really good guys and yep. uh and that's that's hard to find these days um you know good people with good products um it, it, it's hard to hard not to go that way yeah uh clutches do you guys use valera or do you stick with south bend or both we We've always done South Bend. Um, it, it was really just uh, that's what we that's what we used when we started. Yep. And we've just had super good luck with them. So that's that's always what we've done. Um, we're really big on on only using products that we've personally tested. Mm-hmm. And and run on trucks and have had around for years and and they're extremely proven um, by us. Yeah. Um, now I know I know a lot of people have had good luck with a lot of different things, but I could just never sell people things just to sell them. Yeah. Um, I I really have to use them myself and run them on on my own things or or um, you know at least. Um, a close customer that, uh, you know, that I know I can work with and, and they're willing to try something else. Um, you know, just, uh, nobody, you know, somebody that I'd never talked to before coming in, I, I just can't, you know, say, yeah, um, yeah, this one, this one will work for you. And yeah. <laughs> I've never used it before and I'm just trying to make money off of them. That's, that's not, that's not how I'm going to do it. I, I want somebody to have uh, something that's going to work for them and something that people are going to stand behind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm in the same boat with that. Um, in South Bend. Uh, yeah. Just never had a reason not to. They've just been awesome. I mean, every, as long as you, yeah. as long as you choose the right product for the application, they're, yep. they're awesome. And the company too. I mean, uh, I don't know about you guys. For the most part, we don't, you know, we don't order our parts through South Bend. We usually use 
distributors. But um, even even in that case, like it doesn't matter what it is, you can always call them and talk to somebody who actually knows something and get something fixed mm-hmm. if there's a problem. Like they're just they're on top of it. So yeah, absolutely. We've we've had um, we've had random issues with clutches before, and I I want to say that it was um, it was just like got the wrong clutch or mm-hmm. you know somebody else bought the wrong one and brought it in something like that and and they would just handle it and yeah. they would set out the right one and and would just handle everything and just say uh we, we even had one where the box was destroyed um <laughs> you know it looks like it was on the bottom shelf somewhere and got rained on or something and um they said just just get it all into a box and, and let us know when it's ready. We'll send you a shipping tag. Like they just handled everything and yep. super good customer support. They, they just really seem to care instead of, you know, just uh nickel and diamond on everything. So I, I was pretty happy with both their product, their customer service, um, everything all the way around. Yeah. The, the few issues we've had had or a few times we've had issues with them too. Like they've even, They've like scheduled pickups and everything. Like they just handle like every bit of it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's hard to find that kind of service anywhere. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying anything bad about Valer. I just don't have experience with them. We just, you know, and I, I really don't either. Um, I, I know a couple of people have had good luck with them for sure. Yeah. But uh, I, I just have it myself and I don't know about their customer service either. Yeah. Um, for 550 horsepower, uh, dual disc. Uh, do you just use like the, the regular dual disc, uh, organic use organic ceramic? Yeah. Um, I just use the, the ceramic 650 horse dual disc. Um, yeah, really like anytime I want to say anytime above like 425 horse, 450 horse. Um, you know, if somebody's going to be, a, you know, a little bit aggressive with the truck or anything like that, we usually go with that, mm-hmm. that 650 horse dual disc. Um, we've, we've run it on, on trucks, you know, with, with that 450 horsepower range Yep. and it does fantastic with that. And, uh, super smooth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I really don't think there's too much better of a clutch out there than, than that particular clutch. It just seems to work real nice and gauge really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much anytime we're going for a, a dual disc, I don't, I don't even think we have, cause they have the full organic, like the one they rate it 550 horsepower and then the same kit with the organic ceramic buttons. Um, yep. the, the 650, I don't even think we mm-hmm. have the 551 listed. I think we just have the 650 cause I mean, I've, I've driven quite a few of both and they pretty much drive the same, like they drive great, yeah. they're the same price and the 650 holds up great. So yeah, absolutely. So, and actually we've had, you know, the 650 kit hold every bit, if not more than that for, for years. Like they, I think they're a little underrated for what they actually can handle. So, so past 550, what's next? So we got 250, 200s, uh, S467, obviously the fuel system, the head studs, valve springs, all that stuff. How do we get to 650? Um, at- so after that, um, I like to go straight to 350, 200, mm-hmm. um, and just, just max out those 200% nozzles with it. Um, you can, you can still run that 467.7. That's, uh, especially if you're still going to tow. If, uh, yeah. if you still want to tow very, very well, um, everything will work exactly the same as 250 200 uh, until you put her all the way up and and uh and give her the sauce yep and uh you know it, it still works you can't tell the difference between 250 200 and 350 200 on a tow tune or a daily driver yep. they they still feel the same way that that race tune sure wakes it up though yep um and the super same good setup there it's basically the same. I mean, it, the, most of the build is identical except the unreliability part if you have a stock bottom end, right? Like, exactly, exactly, um, which is a really a really nice setup. Uh, um, I've ran with 350-200s and a 467.7 for, for 
for years. And I, I towed a bunch, daily drove a ton, drove long distances, just had super, super good luck with it. Um, I've always had a built engine anytime I ran 350, 200. Um, I've never, I've never that large of an injector in a customer's truck um that that we did Mm -hmm. you know i've I've sent i've sold some injectors and they've done it but i've never put that large of an injector in a customer's truck unless it had rods and a girdle but we have done that setup in-house several several times and it's, it's done really really well super good drivability as long as as long as you're not putting it in a truck that has, you know, too big a tires with stock gears oh, yeah. and, and stuff like that. Once you do that, um, you're going to have some, some lagging issues some black smoke issues on, you know, on, on smaller tunes, things like that. Yeah. Um, just had an OBS before with 37. It was a nice big, crew cab long bed OBS and uh it, it had the stock three fifty five gears and she was she was a bit lazy down low. Um, you know, and it took a little extra to get that turbo to light. Um you would be driving around on the street and she could fall under that turbo. Um it just just wasn't the perfect setup. Um yeah, tires have a like huge impact be, on um, oh, oh, absolutely. Um, you really, yeah, I, I really don't like to go, you know, above 350 or uh, 35 with stock gearing. Mm. Um, seems like, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a super duty with 373s and 35, you're, you're pretty safe there. Um, OBS is a little, little more questionable at the 35. Once you hit 37s on anything, if you've still got stock gears, it's, it's just not going to be real happy. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people are still okay with it just because they haven't seen it any other way. Mm-hmm. But uh, not a big fan of, of the way that does it. Once once you get the right gearing in there, it's, uh, it's a game changer. It works super, super good. Um, yeah. So super nice. Nothing really, really to complain about when you've got it set up right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think gears and tire size are probably the most overlooked piece of of any any build, whether it's a small like towing build or a um, or you're trying to make a lot of power. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's I've just not sexy to buy gears like it is to buy yeah. turbos and injectors, and so nobody wants to do it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and I've I've definitely been disappointed in uh in customers trucks with with any you know any yeah, truck too it doesn't necessarily have to be a seven three but six liter six four six seven you know cummins anything like that mm-hmm. I, i've definitely put some really nice setups in trucks before really nice uh injector turbo combos and and have seen them in trucks with you know a reasonable you know higher to gear ratio setup and and they did amazing and they were just they were just lacking a little bit and you always get from the customers oh yeah yeah i'm gonna do that next i'm gonna put gears in it next yep and you just really don't see them doing that that often and i don't think they realize how big of a performance loss that they've got yeah just from that uh that that improper gear ratio um it's uh it really makes a nice driver when you got it set up right. What do you guys use for uh, for fuel systems? Uh, I guess any really, anything like past like five hundred. Yeah, we we really like high rate fuel systems. Um, I I really really like their fuel lab uh, pumps in their high rate systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's my favorite way to go. Those those fuel lab pumps are super reliable. Um, really? they they'll. Yeah, I, I've had super, super good luck with the fuel lab pumps. Um, I haven't, I haven't had any failures at all. We've done them in wow. a ton of trucks, um, and uh, I, I, I use them on the seven threes, and we do a lot of them on the six liters also. 
Um, six liters will will take that fuel lab pump all the way up to uh, the 330 150s, and then we'll even go to the the 41402 once we go to 430 150s. So mm. we've got a lot of those in, in those trucks too, and um, I haven't had any failures with those pumps in any of those trucks at all. Um, yeah, that's always been my problem. Pump. With the, I, like, I like IRA systems. I, I think, like, they're probably one of, like, the cleanest uh, simple kits. I mean, they're just, they're great kits. But I, like, on their smaller setups, like, I, I have a hard time justifying the cost of a fuel lab pump if you are trying to make, you know, 400 horsepower, 450 horsepower or something. Like, you, like you're just enough, uh, even like a 20580, you're just enough to, to, barely need a fuel pump anyway an upgraded fuel pump right and right they're just they're so expensive and i had heard I, we've never i've never used the fuel lab pumps um on irate systems or maybe only one of them outside of that and i had yeah. heard enough of people having problems with them that i kind of questioned whether it was reliable or not but i just don't have experience with them so i had a hard time with that but the walboro pumps those things are garbage and like that's the best way yeah, I can put it. They're just I'm, horrible. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of them. And and every time I every time I go to sell one of the irate fuel systems, I definitely push customers towards the fuel lab pump mm-hmm. over the Walboro, um, and more so for reliability. Mm-hmm. And the the other reason that I like to do it is if they get if they get the Walboro set up with with everything else, they're they're gonna have to make some changes to that fuel system, even fuel line size, if they ever go bigger in the future. Mm-hmm. So, I I do like that if they get this this exact setup with the with the uh, with the fuel lab pump, they can run absolutely any size injector ever on their seven three, and they never have to touch the fuel system in any way ever again. And, and that's, that's really nice. And a lot of people go for it when it's both for reliability and for upgradability and they're, they're set. They never have to touch it again. And, uh, and most people end up going for it that way. Um, yep. I, I, I'd prefer to not even, uh, to not even sell the Walboro pump. Um, I have sold them. I will sell them. But I, I do disclaimer on every one of them that if uh, if you don't you know do some kind of uh, some kind of sump or draw straw, you will absolutely burn the pump up no matter what. Yep. And even if you do do it, um, that pump may burn burn out too. And and I have not had amazing luck with them, even though they're. I mean, it was the the good draw the the draw to them is they're extremely in, inexpensive. Yeah, you know you can you can get the fuel system at a great cost, and if it fails, you can throw another one in for a hundred bucks, and no big deal. But uh, nobody's going to want to be broken down on the side of the road because that that pump just didn't work. And usually, what I've noticed is is that pump will just will work just fine. And then you'll shut the truck off and it just won't work again is yep. what I normally see happen with those pumps. Yep. Um, you know, I, I know they did try a different, a different type of pump and, um, yeah, the dashboard pumps. Kind of, yeah. It was like that German pump and, um, and those did not do very well. Um, and they quit doing those pumps and they went back to the Walboro again. Um, yeah. just, just not, just not happy with them. I'd, uh, I I don't love that pump at all. And and the fuel labs, I've had super good luck. Um, you just you you have to either do a stump or a draw straw on a fuel lab pump. You have to use the right um, the right filters. It's a big pump. Yep. It's a it's a big pump, and um, I really like using that pump because it's a little bit loud. Um, Whenever I get into somebody's truck that doesn't have one, um, for a half a second, uh, whenever I go to start the truck up, 
I don't hear the I don't hear the pump in there. Just truck. wondering if it's actually it's got working. A stock one. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, oh, the pump's not working, and I'm like, oh, wait, it's just a stock truck. Yeah. And uh, I, I I like to hear the pump. Um, once the truck starts, you never hear the pump again. You know, our our trucks are loud enough where it drowns the pump out, but uh, I I do like to know that that pump's working before I start the truck. That's that's always been nice and uh i personally you know feel like a badass that um you know when i turn that key to accessory and you can hear my fuel pump <laughs> come up you know it just you know it's it, fast it before power. you even start it yeah yeah it's it's it, it, you can hear the power you know before it's even running so um i've always i've always liked those and that's that's what i push more than anything and i would say nine out of ten of the irate fuel systems that i sell end up going out with that fuel lab pump and uh i don't ever hear a problem problem back from them yeah that's that's actually good to hear like i said i i have hesitated to recommend them just because i was kind of unsure on their reliability from stuff i had heard um doesn't really mean much and i never was in the position to run enough of them on personal trucks or like say close friends or whatever to be able to say so i trust your input i appreciate that yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's uh, there's not a lot of other pumps out there that that I really trust in trucks. Um, the the old Aeromotive A1000s did well, and they they just are not doing well in these trucks anymore, and they don't uh, they don't they don't uh, warranty them anymore with diesel. Yeah, and Fuel Fuel Lab super super good with their warranties on on their pumps. In fact, they've, they've been known to, to warranty the pump even after they're out of warranty. Mm. Um, you know, there, there's no, there's no guarantee that they're going to do that. Uh, but they've been really good at taking care of their, their pumps, no matter what they, they, they're very proud of their pumps and, uh, and they're super good about it. So, yeah. Even if it's been out of warranty for years, you've had it for ten years, doesn't hurt to uh, send Fuel Lab a a message or a call and let them know that your pump failed and see what they say. They might send you another one. Yeah. Well, that's that's really good to know. Um, have you had experience with? Uh, have you guys used a lot of forced inductions turbos on the seven threes? Yeah. Yeah, we use uh, we use a lot of forced induction turbos on on seven threes and other trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we we do really like their turbos. If somebody's if somebody's looking to go a little bit extra, um, and and they want to make some extra power over four sixty seven point seven, a lot of the times what we'll do is we'll get a forced induction four seventy two. We really like those with uh, with 350-200s. If you're looking to make a little bit extra, um, you know, try pushing it a little closer to to the 700 or just a tad over 700. Um, and then once you get to 400-400s uh, or larger, uh, we've had super good luck with forced induction 476s. Um, those have those have done fantastic up there. Uh, I've got a few customers that that drive their their 400 400 with a FI 476 trucks on the street, um, <laughs> even some some real light towing, and uh, that sounds and, miserable and to they me. Can, yeah, it's it's not perfect by any means, but uh, but they can they can drive these things around on the street no problem, mm-hmm. and and that, the turbo comes up nice and uh, and. It, it works works fine you know it's it's by no means you know the the fastest cooling most street friendly setup out there but yeah. uh but i've got plenty of people that uh you know that drive them around and and are happy with them and yeah yeah, yeah. they're nice uh we went from you, a you played with turtles, haven't you? yeah Rob, roberts dooley he went from a uh, just a box, a Borg Warner, um, four sixty seven. Um, and then I think he, I think he put a, uh, just a 
Boardrunner, you know, uh, S476, um, 87 in it. And that, that that's just awful. It's unnecessary and awful for 200%. But we were playing around with it. And then we stuck, uh, I think I think we ended up getting it from you, actually. We stuck a, a Force Inductions 72 uh, with an 83-millimeter turbine in it. And I think a 1.0 housing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that that turbo is awesome. Like it it yeah. drives every bit as nice as a S four sixty seven did. Um, and yeah, granted, yeah, his truck is you know it's a big heavy dually, and that you know weight does kind of help a lot with that. But um, at least it you know it doesn't affect the responsiveness as much when it takes so long to get going anyway. And um, yeah, that turbo is great. I mean, it definitely it definitely runs cooler. I mean, it, it, it tows strangely good. I'll put it that way. Like it's, as long as you can get around, like not just driving it, like it's a sports car. Cause it, it doesn't, it's not responsive like that. Um, yeah. Get up on top of the turbo and like, it's, it's a beast. It is a really nice driving setup. Yeah. They, they do really good work with their turbos and uh, it, it's just uh, everything they've made for us has been quality. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to play with a lot of their, a lot of their different turbos and, um, in a lot of different trucks, um, a lot of compound setups too. We've used uh, used their four four eighties on some trucks. We've used their four ninety ones. We've used uh, GT fifty five. All sorts of stuff. They've they've just got beautiful turbos. Um, you know, you're you're going to pay for them for yeah. sure. I mean, and with with any higher end turbo. I mean, it's going to cost more than, uh, you know, just a, a box 480 uh, board turbo. Um, you know, you can get those pretty cheap. And if you if you want a real nice force induction turbo, you're you're going to pay custom turbo pricing for it. But uh, you're going to get custom turbo quality too. Yeah. So when you when you get past like the the 650-ish horsepower range, like where you can get with an S467, is that pretty much what you mm-hmm. go to? Is you jump up into to custom turbos after that? Yeah, that's that's absolutely what we go to. And, you know, they'll they'll make the turbo exactly the way you want it to be. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you want a, a 83 wheel, an 87 wheel, a 92 wheel, a 93 wheel, it doesn't, doesn't matter what, you know, what wheel you want to go with, they'll they'll put that in the turbo for you and they'll custom make that to, to run the way you want it to. You know, if you're, if you're looking to build a daily driver or you're looking to build, you know, a straight race truck, you can really custom build that turbo to, to work for exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Or even if you're, you know, even if you're putting it in a compound setup and, um, and you want to, uh, you know, if you're just putting box turbos in a compound setup, They'll be all right, but um, there, there's so much that you can do to tweak that setup and to custom tailor it to work the way you want it to. It's, uh, it's really the only way to go, and it's not a tremendous amount of money, you know, compared to what you're putting into everything else. Just to just to have that turbo set up just right to work to work perfectly. Yeah. So. I got a couple more things I want to cover. We got a we only got about ten minutes left here. Where where do you draw the line on a seven three before you say uh, I, like I I would not do this build. I would not put those injectors and that turbo in it without a built engine. Absolute. There's no question. Just don't do it. Is that it? The two fifty. Yeah, two fifty two hundred are, are the largest that I like to go without without having a built engine. I, I know you can do it and I know you can, you know, pull some power from it mm-hmm. and, and all of that. But, you know, I, I always tell them that if you go larger than 250, 200, you're, you're, you're going to break it. It's not, it's not if it's when, yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll do it. You know, we'll, we'll put them in if, if you want to risk it, we've, we've done, um, you know, we've put more power, at a truck before knowing that something was eventually going to break. Yeah. We just make damn sure that the customer is good with it and that they, they sign off on it and they, they say, yep, let's just run it. Uh, when it breaks, we'll do a built engine. Then we totally get that. It's going to, you know, it's going to wreck some stuff, but, uh, 
so let's do it anyways. And uh, if they really want to do it, we will. Um, but that's that's where I like to draw the line. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it's just so hard to know. I mean, like, again, like Robert's truck is the craziest truck. This thing, I mean, it, it's got, you know, three twos and the 472 and 467, all that for years and gets driven every day toes like crazy all the time like and it's a stock bottom end and like it just will not blow up it's been you know sprayed over and over and over again and it's a freak and then you've got you know we've got lots of guys too where you know 100 percent nozzles and a 366 that'll huck a rod like even on ford's rods yeah. not even pmrs and so it just Absolutely. there's just a point where like you're just gambling you know really it's you are definitely gambling and and some people are good with gambling yeah and some people are not and, you know, it may last, it may last, uh, you know, 15 years like that, or it may last 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you never know, um, especially once you get to that level. I, I haven't had any customers um, huck a rod with 20580 or, or anything less. I not, have on PMRs. Have you? Mm-hmm. I, I have, I have not. I have, uh. I've not had anybody have any issues um, yet. Uh, it can happen. Uh, I've had I've had other people say so, but once you get to the two fifty one hundred, it you, you hear it happening a lot more. Um, yeah. I've had uh, two fifty one hundreds and then an S three sixty nine in a customer's truck um, caused some problems before for sure, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, never anything lower than that everything seemed to be pretty good but i mean you can you can have issues with a with a totally stock truck of you know eventually letting go yeah so you know once you start putting power to it it can it can definitely accelerate that um so you've had a couple customers have issues with uh with like 205 and a pmr yeah i can think of i can think of two of them uh one of them was actually a truck up here and it was it was the the it was like the perfect truck. I mean this thing was it was gorgeous. It had like no miles on it. I think it had like twenty or thirty thousand miles on it. The guy paid a lot of money for it. Um beautiful white Lariat. Uh you know it had like you know four hundred and you know four hundred and forty, four hundred and fifty PSI of compression all cylinders. Just it ran so smooth and so good. Just an absolute perfect truck. Uh Super clean. I mean, cold starts with with two five eighties in it. Cold starts in the winter, like doesn't even smoke. Like it's it's just runs better than most stock yeah, trucks. Right. Super smooth, just beautiful. And uh, and he probably put uh, maybe fifteen hundred miles on that setup and hooked a rod. And, wow, that was uh, quick. Yeah, and I think it was probably just a freak thing. You know, like it's we would see it more if it wasn't. But, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then just another guy down in the States, pretty much the same setup. I think he had a, uh, uh, 364 and a half and two of eighties too. And, you know, put maybe 20, 30,000 miles on it and it, and it hooked a rod too. So it definitely can happen. And I love, you know, we, oh, a lot of guys ask us, they're like, well, what's the, you know, what's the chance of it? It's like, there's, that's, you can't calculate that. I don't, it just can't happen. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty low chance, and that's that's kind of what I tell them. You know, they're like, "So I, I guaranteed I won't break it." I said, "You could break it pulling out of your driveway completely stock. It, it can happen." Yeah. Um, you know, I I always tell people that the the furthest I would go on a PMR is two hundred five eighties. I would not suggest going any further than that, unless you're you're looking to break it. Um, and then uh, and then. You know, that, that's kind of my go-to setup on, on everything for somebody saying, well, how far can I really go on a truck without breaking it now? And I probably won't break it. You know, really, really good chances I won't. And that's, that's that 205.80. And then when people like to gamble a little bit, uh, I, I start I start kicking it up. Yeah, I still say I, that's I a 160.30. <laughs> yeah. If you just don't yeah, want it to break yeah, yeah. If you just want to make for sure, no matter what, yeah, that's that's about the spot to be. 
yeah, you really can't hurt these with that. If something breaks with that, it's not from the power. Yeah, no, that's and that's a good way to put it. I, yeah, I say that a lot. You know, super safe setups. Uh, you know, that's that's where most people end up. Uh, you know, it seems like is uh, a lot of a lot of like one seventy five thirties. You know, maybe a maybe a T four kit with a three sixty four and a half. That's you know, just they, like they, unstoppably nope. safe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they, a lot of people don't want to do a fuel system. They don't want to do a whole lot. They just, you know, the, the truck just needs some more. They need some more power. They have to have some more power. Um, you know, they need new injectors anyways. So they, they go with a setup like that. And then if they're, if they're looking for, uh, you know, a, a real good coast setup, but they want, they want that extra too. Yep. They're okay with doing some fuel system mods, and then it's two hundred five eighty time, and we've we've had a lot of two hundred five eighties, um, quite a few, quite a few, a lot, a lot more people. Kind of, kind of the new, the new one seventy five thirty setup is a two hundred five eighty. Yeah. So, a lot more people are are, are given into that. Um, I've noticed over the last solid year, they've been pushing towards that. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of the time I expect to sell somebody 17530s and they end up wanting to go with the 205. So it's, it's nice to see that. That's the 475 horsepower range. You know, still pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Able to have some good power. I mean, that's, that's enough power for what most people do. But, uh, it, it is really good to see a lot more people pushing past that. Um, more than I expected to see. Yeah. We we didn't see people pushing past it very often a couple years ago. Usually it was people saying they want to make that power and then they hear the numbers and they back off and now they're now they're just not backing off. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I expected when uh when everything changed two years ago, year and a half ago with the world. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. that like people would stop spending as much money on toys. And that ha- that definitely hasn't happened. <laughs> it definitely nope, hasn't happened. Nope, like guys are just it is not ready to go out and build cool stuff. I have one more. I have one more question. I know I said that last time. Um, engine builds. We've struggled. And I think we mentioned this like probably last year, and we talked about um, seven threes before. Uh, engine builders for built engines. Like I. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't have anyone to recommend it. Like, we're not down in the States, obviously. We're way away from everybody. So, you know, if somebody comes to us and they actually want to do a big build, then we'll just do the work. You know, we'll do the, the build. But um, what do you guys do down there? I mean, do you, you build your own engines, just send the machine work out? Or is there another shop yeah. that you recommend sending somebody to to get a built engine? Yeah, we build our own. Um, you know, I've heard I've heard good things from a couple other places. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we like building them. We've, we've definitely had, uh, lately a, um, not able to get Carrillo rods. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, that has definitely stopped a lot of builds for us. Uh, have you guys used Crower rods? Um, I have used Crowers, um, and I've had good luck with those. Um, I have not used Brian Crower rods. That's, yeah, I'm um, sorry. I've, I've, That's what I meant. Yeah, I've, I've used the old school um, Crowers that they used to make that they don't make anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Brian Crowers, I have not. I've, I've heard a couple people have had good luck with them. Um, I just I just have not had experience with them. Yeah. And it's hard to say, okay, we're going to put these rods in a truck and make, you know, 800 to 1300 horsepower. And when you know something hope, else works. Yeah. And hope these are okay. When Carillos are going to work, Yeah, you're not going to have a problem with Carillo rods. If, if you have an engine failure, it's not those rods that cause it. Um, those are the, the most used rods in not only seven threes, but, damn near everything else out there mm-hmm. and and they've they've just stood 
stood up to the test of time and uh, and never flinched. So yeah. it's really hard to go with anything other than that. Um, and and when it's just like, oh well, you know, we can't get those right now, so let's use these instead. Um, I I really don't feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. I, I know other people do feel comfortable with it, um, and or at least they do it anyways. Um, but that's that's not something I feel comfortable with, and I uh, I want to stick with what I know for a fact works and will continue to work for a long time. Yeah. Do you do you guys do engine builds for people that you're not like installing it and doing the rest of the work? Like, will you build and sell an engine, or do you try to keep everything in house if you're going to do it? We will build an engine. Um, it must be a long block. We will not sell short blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, it it leaves uh, it leaves too much human error in it um, to to send out a short block and you know then they've got to they've got to do everything else. And I, I just don't like doing it. I, I, I'd prefer for us to do as complete of an engine as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if we can do, you know, the entire thing and ship it out where all you've got to do when you get it is, uh, you know, just, just pop the turbo off the T4 pedestal and, um, you know, where we just kind of snug it up by hand and ship it that way. Yeah. Um, you can just pop that turbo off and, uh, and then you can drop the engine in. You don't even have to take the valve covers off. Right. Yeah. You don't have to touch any of that. And then you just put the turbo back on. You're only taking the turbo off just to to be able to, you know, fit it in the engine bay. Um, that's, that's the way we would prefer to do it. Um, you know, we, we also like to, um, to repaint everything mm-hmm. that we do and, and just do a real nice job on it or even powder coat everything. Um, you know, we've got no problem handling things like that and having the, the valve covers powder coated, the, um, all the brackets on the front of the engine powder coated or painted, whatever, you know, whichever way you go and just really finish the engine off and make it look really nice instead of, uh, you know, just sending out a long block and then everything you bolt to it's uh you know not not amazing but mm-hmm. um you know we will do long blocks and send them out we send out uh you know quite a few seven threes that you know have larger injectors t4 kit i rate fuel systems all that kind of stuff already already on the truck with you know with a hydro with tunes the whole deal so we've got people taking completely bone stock trucks and basically, you know, doing build in a box. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing gets sent to them or, you know, a local shop near them with everything that they need to do the whole build. Um, every single piece. I mean, we even send out motorcraft, motorcraft sensors. We even, we'll even put the sensors on the engine. We'll send out a TA31 sealant for people you know, the, the mm-hmm. whole deal. We don't, don't mind, you know, getting every little extra on there for them so they don't have to go anywhere for anything. That's, uh, you know, we, we do it in-house so we know exactly what it takes to put these in. So if we can send out a couple of little extras with it to uh, to make it where they don't have to source anything anywhere else, it, it makes it really nice. Yeah. We uh, we do the same, the same thing for six liters, six fours, all, all sorts of stuff. But, uh, you know, more seven threes than, than anything by far. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Uh, we got to cut this off here. But if you guys are interested in learning more about uh, Night Shift Diesel, where do, where do people contact you? You can get a hold of us. Uh, you can call us, uh, 248-210-5107. And we're there from 9 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock at night, Monday through Friday. Also there on Saturday from from ten to five. You can get a hold of me on uh, on Messenger at any, you know anytime at uh, Mario G. You can get a hold of us on our Facebook page at Night Shift Diesel. We're on Instagram 
also night shift diesel. Um, so wh whichever way is easiest for you, um, we're, we're always there and uh, we're here to help. And if you guys want to learn more about the, uh, his, his uh, shorty triple turbo 7.3 build, you can go back to episode three. Uh, is not on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, you got to jump over to a podcast platform. But episode three of the uh, the Shop Talk podcast, um, be season one, um, was a, a whole episode talking about his uh, his triple turbo seven three build. But I appreciate you guys watching. Um, if you liked having Mario on here, let us know. Uh, if you if you didn't, uh, you can let us know that. But it's not going to change it. We'll probably have him back anyway. But thanks for joining us, Mario. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, you have a good one.